You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening. And this morning, I'm speaking to Nick Kunzer from Sunland Private Wealth. And Nick, I think the big story of the morning of the last 24 hours, of the last 48 hours, is the gold price, which was, what was it? It was honing in on 2100 at one stage. Was it 2050, mm. 60? I can't remember. And now... 2082 was the number. 2082, I shall remember that, like 3386 on the S&P mm. 500. Mm. Now, what mm. about overnight? Tell us the moves and what earth is going on because this is a this is a washout here yeah so big 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 moves so gold tumbling 5.7 percent that's its worst day fall since september 2013 it was sold off even more this morning it was down two percent at one stage it has bounced back 60 dollars uh, I, I think it was a two things i think there was quite a a big saddle coming in yesterday morning. We spoke. We said uh, yeah. eight o'clock London open. Someone dumped a lot of bullion. Uh, that pushed the price down almost one and a half percent to start the day going. I think it flushed out a couple of stops. I mean, as the day progressed, we had a little bit of that. That yield curve started to steepen quite a bit, uh, and I think that added. I think that added to the overall sort of nervousness of a stronger dollar coming through, and then the selling just capitulated. But then this morning, even more extraordinary. When I walked in, it was trading at 1864. Mm. That was about 6 a.m. this morning. And uh, subsequently, literally in space of 10, 20 minutes, bounced off it. Uh, it is now, what is that? It's now almost 40, $65 higher from where it was. It's now positive 1.14% up at 1,933. Uh, and I must tell you, I've been watching silver as well since I've had a few course week mm. <laughs> you know, from people who've never traded silver before and I've sort of warned them with caution uh, silver fell 15% yesterday My that is its worst fall since the depths of the financial crisis in 2008 so record setting stuff in the last 24 hours yeah extraordinary and it does tell you a lot of things because I know the the, the retail investment community is, is still terribly important to the market because retailers take on the risk that uh, hedgers want to avoid. But Robinhood has signed up 3 million accounts since March, I think it is. And uh, even though they had down days during the uh, height of the catastrophic sell-off that we saw, those people are still piling in. I mean, 3 million new accounts. Can you imagine the chaos of the clearing? I mean, the internal clearing system and the accounts department and the statements department. It must be extraordinary. Yeah, and, 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 yeah you're right. I mean, retail, I mean, I tend to follow retail more than I follow institutions. I mean, because retail is such a large portion of, of traders now in the marketplace. Um, all have ability and software and systems to trade from their home. And, and some of them are quite chunky traders. So it, it's a very important market. I think the problem we've had with the retail in the past, if I could give them any advice, is your market timing is everything. And your market timing with leverage is everything. These gold uh, these gold futures and these silver futures and everything else that's playing, and they, they're geared up between 8 and 10 times. I mean, you get a 15% move in your silver price overnight that you bought in the morning on the downside, you put in you put in a hundred thousand dollars. You've lost your hundred and you owe your clearing house fifty. You're already underwater with a margin call of half. So you, you have lost your initial investment and now you earn fifty thousand dollars back to them. So you've lost one fifty. So I mean that's the that's the extent of the move in real money in some of these silver and gold contracts we've seen in just twenty four hours. Um 
So anyway, yeah, you know, just a caution beware, everyone. And when you start seeing silver on everyone's front page, it, it, you just get very scary. You know, it's, it's not, it's not, it's, it, it, it really is a speculative product. It's not, it's not a, a highly used industrial metal. I could understand if Elon, I could understand if Elon Musk had come out and said, "Listen, we're using silver in our cars now. All our cars are going to be silver plated or something ridiculous like that." I know it's a stupid, no, uh, a stupid was, example, no, but there's no, there's no backing to it. No, well, someone tried to rope in the idea that if gold ran, silver ran. Mm. And uh, gold had run and silver hadn't run. Therefore, looking back over history, silver should be $50. But I heard a lovely quote from one of the top hedges yesterday on the, on the, on the podcast. And he said, is the, history probably doesn't repeat itself as often as we think, but it tends to rhyme more often than not. And I just thought it was a lovely quote because yes. you know, silver might pop up with gold like it has done and went from 16 to 24, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going back up to 50. So uh, just bear that in mind. I think it was a Mark Twain quote, actually, but it's been plagiarized by the hedge. I could be wrong. But anyway, let's, mm, have, a love at, it. let's have a look at the spot prices. Uh, we've got the dollar rand is just below 1750. 1749, the dollar rand. British pound against the rand is 2282. And the euro rand is 2054 with the euro dollar 117.40 unchanged in the last 24 hours but uh, still a slightly stronger dollar bias in the last 36 yeah. hours and, and i wish we could see it on a on a screen so I, wish, oh, I wish the listeners could see it if you look at the the steepening of the yield curve which is it, it's a real old-fashioned indicator to value of money it's really popped up it popped up almost five pips yesterday from but almost that's almost an eight percent move on the u.s tenure we spoke about with david last night yes. that is a run to watch at the warrant you've got to watch these long dated curves they're starting to steepen mm. so that means your cost of money is starting to get a little bit more expensive and the whole idea of quantitative easing was to flatten not just not flatten the COVID curve but to flatten that yield curve keep your far out money cheap that's starting to steepen now so people are pricing in a bit of an economic bounce back here which is a good thing Yes, but just be careful um, because your cost of money is not going to be uh, as cheap as it was. Good point. Okay, uh, what happened in the states last night? Well, the Dow Jones was down 0.4 percent. The S and P was down 0.8 percent. The Nasdaq got whacked. It was down over two percent at one stage. It's uh, finished down 1.7 percent, bouncing back a little yeah. bit. But the churning at the top of this market is quite frightening. The churning and and and, and sort of like the tiptoeing and all, uh, all these euphemisms, you know, walking on eggshells. I mean, that's kind of was. It was only until the last hour the Dow was up about three hundred points at one stage at its session high, and then in the last hour we got a little bit of bad news coming out saying uh, the Republican leader Senate in Senate uh, came out. Uh, Mr. Was it Mitch McConnell? I think his name is. Yes, sir. And he said. Uh, he basically said they hadn't spoken on any coronavirus bailout package since Friday. So he has no idea what people are talking about. They haven't even spoken since Friday. And, everyone's, and Trumpy's been tweeting that the deal is almost done and we're going to get your money in your bank account. Apparently they haven't spoken since Friday. So and that was in the last hour. And, of course, the markets all reversed and sold off. And, and again this morning, no news. So he has a real reactive market at the moment, reacting to tweets, reacting to news flow. And that's, that explains possibly the volatilities that are being extended in all the other asset classes, like gold, silver, the bond yields, the dollar, euro. It really is a choppy, choppy, and you said, uh, Lindsay, it's a churning market at the moment. The gold price is currently 1931, which is up $20 an ounce, up 1%, but that doesn't tell the full story. Nick Kunza told us the full story earlier on. It was 1864 at one stage. The platinum price is $949 an ounce, up 18 Where's Palladium, please, Nick? 
Uh, also in unison, 2.85% up $60 higher at 2150 after being down this morning. So big reversals. The Brent crude oil price looks like this. As I scroll down my screen, it is currently up 0.85% to $44.88. The West Texas Intermediate is 41.95, which is up 0.8% as well. The 10-year government bond in South Africa is 9.27.5, remarkably uh, stable. Let's have a look at some of the movers on the JSE after the first 46 or 47 minutes of trading. Nothing on the Stock Exchange News Service. I got Redefine up two and two thirds. Momentum Metropolitan up 1.6. TFG up one and a half. Liberty Holdings up one and a half. Uh, Coronation up one and a third. On the downside, Trusco down 23%. What? Anyway, uh, we'll talk about that. Sassel is a big one. Seven percent weaker. Anglo Platts down two and a half. Kumba Iron Ore down 2.4. And RB Platinum down two and a third percent. Sassel. After yesterday, people say, wait a second, mm. why do we buy it? Were we being too clever? Well, I think I'm waiting to see, and there's been none out this morning. I was waiting for some uh, some broken oaths to come out, as they usually do, the sell side are normally a day behind. Um, and there's been nothing so far, but certainly uh, the press here in South Africa is scathing of that, of that write-down and, and, and well, trying to impair the entire loss of into 2020's numbers. Um so, look, the results are out next next Monday. So, I mean, I'd urge uh, not to have a knee-jerk reaction. But at first glance, and they, they are starting to have, you know, be far more transparent than they were under the old administration. I mean, those are pretty bad numbers. Uh, and the market, as we know at the moment, does not like debt. And this has a lot of debt. And you don't want a lot of debt when you've also got a steeping yield curve we spoke about two minutes ago around the world. And a lot of this debt is denominated in dollars too. So that is not a good story for Sassel. The cost of funding is going to go become more and more expensive. Okay, let's move on to the indices after nearly 50 minutes of trading. Okay, so we have 50 minutes of trading. We are just well, almost back to the flat line, but uh, 87 points down, 0.15% on JSE All Share, 57,081. Top 40, pretty much the same, 0.19% weaker at uh, 52,727. And it's a bit of a mixed bag. We have telecommunications services leading us higher, 1.54% up. Industrials having a good day, maybe with that slightly stronger, and 0.43%. Financials as well, also pretty much on the flat line, 0.1%. Downside is led low by basing materials. We can see that energy shares down 0.65. We know why that is. And healthcare, 0.632% too. But otherwise, Lindsay, are you? Use your word again. It's a churning sort of day, and I think it's going to be like that for the rest of the day. Nick, thanks so much for your contribution this morning. We're going to take a break this evening and tomorrow morning. You'll be back with myself and David Shapiro for the 5 o'clock shadow on Thursday. That was the opening, and Nick Kunze is from Sundown Private Wealth. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.